0: How's it going, people? Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Judges TV. I'm your host, Dan Potts, and I brought Lead Judges with me. And before we start, there's a couple of things I just wanted to say before we welcome everybody, and we welcome Lee. Um, I just want to say, obviously, condolences to what happened to Arsenal legendary fan Maria. Um, Very, 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 very sad. Uh, Didn't have the pleasure of meeting her myself, but I know that a lot of people that I know did. uh, And it is going to be a huge, huge loss around the place. So I just wanted to get that in there first. but secondly, a little bit of positive news. Um, Lionesses last night deserve a huge mention. Unbelievable performance. And who says that women's football's dead, eh? Absolutely superb. They've been superb this whole tournament. And if I'm honest with you, um, one of the best goals I think you're ever going to see <laughs> in recent times. That was an unbelievable goal from Russo. Oh. I've got to say, Lee, um, did you watch it, mate? Yeah,
1: I did. I did watch it, I You know... Um... We got um, when we was in America. We got to we got to the pub just as uh, I think it was about twenty minutes ago. And England were losing against Spain, I thought, and it looked like they was going to go out then. And they showed their metal there and powers, and then to get through that game. And then you know after extra time. And then this one, well, you know they just blew Sweden away, didn't they? And I so, will tell you what, Beth Mead with a fantastic first goal <laughs> it was overshadowed by that goal, oh, I'll tell you, it was, like, it was unreal. Uh, wasn't it? It was unbelievable, was not it? Unreal. It reminded
0: me, do you remember when Sierra re- Henry did it at Highbury against Charlton? It, it, yeah, it was one of those, really wasn't it?
1: Yeah, you don't you don't see him very often, like, you know, and uh, for, for that to happen was, was fancy. I'll tell you what, you know, I, I really fancy England to, to win it. I really do. I thought they've they just got better as the tournament's gone on it, like, you know, so uh, very, very good, very, very good.
0: It was very good indeed, and obviously the uh, semi-final was just about to kick off, I believe, or maybe just has uh, France-Germany, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But yeah, I'm with you, Lee. I I fancy England uh, to win it, and uh, I'd love them to get Germany and beat them. It'd be absolutely brilliant, wouldn't it? But there we go. We'll see what happens, mate. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a tough game. Uh, Mate, welcome back. Uh, It's great to see you, and uh, I've got to be honest, mate. Uh, You look like you're having a blast out there, so you've got to talk to us, man. How's it been? How was it?
1: Uh, It was different Different world, different world. I can't can't emphasise that enough. Like just a bit. I just had a fantastic week. It was just a great laugh. I had a great laugh with the guys. It was really good out there. But the American fans, Dan. Like you know, um, the next time, uh, uh, even if like when I channel, we get we get we get out there. Like you know, it was just it was an experience. Do you know when people turn around to you and say, "Oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen," but you you go, "Yeah, yeah," uh, you know. It was just it was that and more that the, the fans out there, is fanatical, absolutely fantastic, and it's a different thing. Like on the the the, the Arsenal Chelsea game, like Arsenal Orlando game was a little bit different because a lot of Arsenal fans support Orlando as well. That live in Orlando, like they, they sort of like a lot of expats and all that. You know, they want to get into um, football, so they've sort of supported Orlando. So it was very very mixed. Sort of game, and then you went to the game on Saturday with Arsenal, Chelsea, and it was incredibly like loads of Chelsea fans, loads of Arsenal fans, but all mixing. It was never like, you know, uh, <laughs> it's never like we'd be back at home. And it, it was just the atmosphere in there, and what they do, they they do like this um tailgate before where you go they all have barbecues and beers and everything like that, and they're just, they're just handing out burgers to you. There's no, no one sort of saying, oh, do you want anything? For well, No, like, you know, have this and um, do this, and then you go in um, to, like, the, uh, like, was it, like, the fan park and all that. Well, Dan, I couldn't move when I went in there, honestly. It was really hot and out. Wherever I went, I was just getting mobbed. I was just getting mobbed. It was unreal, like, you know, and uh, also the, the, the actual tournament, you know, the Arsenal played really, really well. You know, I, you can't deny that. No, I don't, even I think the, the harshest of Arsenal supporters at the moment could not deny how well we played. Um, and it, it looked really good. So it was a fantastic tour. Um, and some of the things you get to do, you know, do you know, there's, you go away and it, it was just a led holiday away. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> it was just like really bundles of fun. And, uh, see, see someone see like if you haven't seen it, like when, the uh, when Julian nicked me Kit Kat, you know, it was unbelievable. Right, you know? So uh, I don't know if you've seen that episode, but uh, yeah. Can you believe that? He nicked me... he, would you believe that, that someone, right, when
0: you buy a I bar could of believe, track, yeah. I could believe it would be someone, but I wouldn't yeah. have thought it would be
1: Julian. I ain't oh, on. yeah. No, he, he opened it up and just left me one finger left of a five, I think it was a six-finger Kit Kat. Because, you know, in America, they do, they do things big out of there, like there. Yeah. I can't do yeah, a four-finger, it's a six-finger. A uh, mint one. And I, I was in i was in uh, some shop and I thought, oh, mint. Um, sounds nice. Kit-Kat. Yeah, it sounds nice. Do you know what I mean? And he said, do you know, I had, a, I had a, a Snickers bar there as well. But like with a, a Kit Kat, it's a little bit lighter. Do you know what I mean? I thought, just in case I have a little coffee or something with a bit of chocolate. So, you know, uh, wouldn't go mad because you know, like, everything's big out there, burgers and everything like that. Yeah, he, he nicked it. And then, unbelievably, Steve bought me another one the next day. So you now I bought you a Kit Kat, which was very really nice for him. He done it again. Julian took one stick out of it before <laughs> I'd even opened it. Like you know, oh, I don't know. I've got to tell you, I've got to tell you a story about Julian. Um, Julian's been on the show and everything like that. So we go. I, I was like, a couple of my mates, one of my mates that I used to play football with, left uh, England to go to America about 30 years ago. Like you know, and I haven't seen him since. And he was going to be at this game um and a, one of the mates that i know has got um i've uh, got hospitality like you know got a, got a box so uh, they said let me come up to the box like you know bring up who you want you know so i said yeah yeah no worries like you know, that's very kind of you. so we've got in when we get there it, honestly the reception you know when you go in somebody's grandson even in the emirates sometimes you can't get a reception or whatever like i can't get a reception so he's He's digging me. He says, have, they, have they? got you yet, like? So I said, "No, no, no. got." I can't get a reception. He says, "I'm starving, hungry. Come on, see what's going on, like, You know. So he's got me at the back of the ground. Like, I'm up on the up on the roof, trying to get some reception. Like you know. So eventually, I eventually, I eventually get it. Like you know. And it says, "Where are you?" Like tells us where the box is. So I said, "We come at half time." So anyway, we go. We goes down. They send us to the wrong part of the. Of, of the where we are, I've never seen someone run so much to get round to the other end. Like, you know. I mean, he's sprinting round there like you know. We eventually make it and eventually get into the um, into the box, right. So I ain't seen my mates for quite a while, right. So I've gone up there and you know hello, how are you doing that? Julian hasn't hasn't waited for an introduction. He swerved right, Gone to the hot dogs, started chucking into them. hasn't even said hello to anybody, like that. You know, I mean, that he, well. unbelievable. So he's eating. T- he comes back. We're sitting down. He's got two hot dogs and a beer. He ain't sorted out me and Turkish. You know, what I mean? he just looked after himself. <laughs> Unbelievable, like you know what I mean? Unbelievable, the bloke. You know all right, mean, you should so. have said
0: to me, all right, Jack. Call, cool. I call him Jack, not Julian. You know what I mean? What well, oh, sure. there? And
1: afterwards, we'd, we'd uh, he'd gone to the, walked into the box after next door and, and took some cakes out of there. And then uh, my mate turns around and says, "Call your mate's had a good time." And I said, "Yeah, I think he has, right?" You know, so. Unbelievable. Right, it sounds, it, is it sounds,
0: it's a good old boy. Listen, there's a lot of people in the chat complaining about your TV, Lee, being extremely loud, and it is quite loud, mate. Have you got oh, a TV also or something on in the background? Oh, I've got yeah. the speakers
1: on, I've got to sing,
0: I've got to sing. Give you a couple of minutes to go sort that out. Um, do us a favour while we're here, uh, there's 250 in the chat, smash a like on this video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already, and if you can come and support my new channel, I would love you forever. Uh, I've hit 3K people, over 3K now. Uh, oh, man, and I, watching, I was watching the cricket. That's all right, mate. So I need you to keep helping me uh, with this channel. So it's Football's 12th Man Podcast. If you can come over and support, that would be amazing. Uh, and uh, do the same on this channel. Thank you very much. Lee, let's talk a bit about pre-season, shall we? Um i yeah. honest with you, mate, I don't take much of today's result against Brentford to heart because obviously we had a second string team out from what I'm being told. We lost 2-1. Um, the team that I saw was pretty pretty much a B-side, if I'm honest with you. But there are certain positions still, in my opinion, that prove that we are a little bit short. And some of those players that we have seen on show today um, are okay to come in for one or two games. But for me, playing a long period of time, if there's long-term injuries to the likes of Tommy Asu, can Cedric play 19 games a season and not drop many points? Can Elneny come in for 20 games a season if party's out? Are we going to see Eddie Nketiah up front if Jesus gets an ACL when he's out for six months? I'm not so sure, Lee, that those positions are fully filled yet. So I know there's a way to go. I know we've got some players to come in. But trust me, there's a hell of a lot of players that need to come out. We did it on the show before, me and you talking about at least nine players, maybe even 10 or 11, that could be out the door. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the coming weeks. Having said that, Lee, for me, this is my opinion. And you can come in because you were there live. I didn't watch any of the games apart from the Everton one. Full 90 minutes. I watched all of the highlights. So maybe I was mistaken. But from what I could tell, i let you come in if you believe there's any anything that I say is incorrect. But from what I could tell, I thought, first 11, I'm liking it. B-side, pff, completely different. Jolk and cheese. When we saw that first 11 firing, I thought it looked pretty good, mate. And I'm going to name a couple of players who I've been impressed with in pre-season. I know we've still got Seville to play, but actually, if you look at our tour, it's kind of over. So we're getting ready for Crystal Palace now. I've been really impressed with Gabriel Jesus. I love his movement. I love his work rate. I love his finishing. I love the fact that he looks like he's been playing with us for a long, 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 long time. I like the way he's linking up with players. And his mentality and leadership qualities are definitely showing on the pitch. He's definitely got a winning mentality. And what I really like is the fact that he looks to have gelled, not just with his teammates on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. He looks happy. He looks to me as if he's really bought into what we're trying to achieve here. So for me, that's a really, really good signing. But the other player for me who I've just been so, so impressed with and so, so pleased to be impressed with with, is William Saliba. Now, me and Kev did a show the other night on this channel about how impressed we've been with him. And this guy just looks an absolute colossus, a monster. People are already comparing him to Van Dijk and going perhaps a little bit over the top. But I can understand why people are excitedly because this guy looks something special. I do look at Ben White and think you're a good defender, mate, but you do have some serious competition now in William Saliba. I don't think it's fair at the moment in the position, in the uh, games that I've seen, to say to Saliba, you've not got a chance. And actually, Tommy Asu coming back to training only today, I believe, or yesterday, might mean that Ben White plays at right back, so that Saliba comes in, and we'll have a mention about what we think the team might look like for Crystal Palace soon. But I've been really impressed with some of those players. The other players I was su- I was surprisingly impressed with, uh, one being Martinelli because a lot of people were saying that he's not scoring and that he needs to up his games. Actually, what I like from Martinelli is how hard he works. He's always tenacious. He looks lively. He looks sharp. He looks to be happy. And I like that from what I can see from Martinelli. What I need to see, of course, is goals. The other player I need to see step it up in terms of goals and assists is Martin Erdegaard, who managed to do that the other night against Chelsea. Really good goal. want to see him in those positions more, and I need to see his finishing improving 100%. That's another player I'm looking at. And I have to big him up, this player, that I'm going to mention lastly, because I've been fairly critical and I think I'm not the only one. I think you've been, I think a lot of people have been. Eddie Nketiah, I have to give a bit of credit to for what I'm seeing. I don't think he's going to set the world alight, don't get me wrong. But I like how sharp he's looked. He's definitely stronger. He's definitely developing in terms of his turn on the ball. He looks to be able to finish. He's got a few goals in pre-season. And let's just say credit where credit's due to the lad, because he has looked, in my opinion, very good in pre-season. I still think we're short up there. It doesn't change my opinion on that, but it does change my opinion slightly on perhaps how he's progressing as a footballer. That, Lee Judges, is my sum up for pre-season. You're probably going to tell me you're completely wrong and everything I've said is nonsense, but I only saw the highlights. I didn't see the full games like you did, mate. So what did you make of the pre-season to date, mate?
1: No, I think, you, like you know, considering you ain't watched it, um, you know, you summed it up really, really well. First and foremost, first thing like that, you know, I don't know if you remember, we talked about this the other day. We played Hearts Rangers, um, lost in the, the Emirates Cup last season. We was all saying that the pre-season, do you remember, we was like going, oh, those results and people going, oh, don't worry, it's only pre-season, it's only pre-season. Oh. And, and look what happened. This turnaround, we've looked a lot more solid, looked more, look more better. And I've got a lot more confidence going into this season than I did last season. And I do think that, I know it's only pre-season, but I do think that it helps. And, um, and, and 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 that's the way uh I, I think you need to go in there with a lot of confidence this first of all talk about Saliva. I, I i watched him in the in the game against everton i was impressed dan i'm going to say this now even more impressed when i've seen him live you know what i mean he, he's a machine he, he just collides across the park what i liked about him is when he was when there was something for him to defend he just thinks, right? This is my this is my moment. I can defend. weren't panicking, panicking. weren't going into it. Just comes across, defends it well. Looked really, really good. I know it's only pre-season, but Chelsea are in the same position as us going into the season, which uh, you know, two weeks away. I was very, very impressed with him. Jesus, let's, let's let's talk about him for a second. When we signed Jesus, I'm going to say like, you know, I wasn't hundred percent sure. If i would be honest, after what I'd, what I'd seen at Man City, you know, people turning around and saying, oh, if uh, Man City had a striker, um, they'd win the league easy, you know, and, and now all of a sudden we're pinning our hopes on him and whatever, like, you know, after seeing him the first time uh, in Germany just come on and do what he's done. Ah, oh, he was brilliant. I know, again, pre-season, But I don't know if I I showed you a chance, but Saka went through about three or four minutes before him. Martinelli put him through. Wasn't 100% sure. You thought, yeah, he might score, It might not. 50-50, you know. When he went through for his goal, you knew he was going to score, Dan. You know, I was celebrating before. I knew he was going to score. That's what we haven't had. Someone who is a more clinical finisher, like, you know. If he can stay fit and if he can carry on going as he is, I think he's a game-changing player for us. I really do. I think, you know, I know that's putting pressure on him, but what I've seen of him, he just gives us something different to what we had last season. He just uh, he, There was a, a moment in the game where uh, I can't remember what Chelsea player got injured because he was stretching for the ball desperately to try to tackle him. He got the tackle in, but injured himself. When have you seen a, an Arsenal forward being uh, going through and a, and a defender in desperation getting injured from... from from you know, and this is in a friendly. So I do bode that very, very well. I think that that's really good. And 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 I, I I was I'm impressed with him immensely. So they're the two, you know, one that we signed a couple of seasons ago, and this one there, they've definitely added to the strength of the team and made it a little bit better. With you on this about the the first them I mean, it was evident in the games when one half was played with uh, the sort of more of the first team players in the second half not or the first half and the second I turned it around in the next game it is the gap is considerable uh, and it is a worry for me like you know, I've got to be really honest let's talk about th- th- that's all the pluses of it oh I thought we played some really really good football one thing that really impressed me against Chelsea game Dan is that from the first minute we was on the front foot and dominated from start to finish this is no mugs Chelsea by the way but like um, uh, um, if we could do that to a team like Chelsea we can do it to other teams in the in the Premier League. So, from that point of view, I'm looking at it and thinking, very, very good. Partey looked quite fit out there as well. Kieran Tierney's now back in training, which is a good thing. Ben White, you know, people have been... I've seen a little bit online, you know, criticising Ben White. No one's criticising Ben White. People... I, I turn around and I felt that Saliba should play. That doesn't mean to say I don't think Ben White should play because I think at the moment he played right, right back uh, in the game on... Um, on Saturday. And straight away, people are turning around and saying, ah, oh, ben, ben White's going to get roasted by Raheem Sterling, blah, 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 blah. No one got past him all night then. So, maybe the right-back position is is something that they can look at in the play. I know it's not ideal, but if you're looking for something there, I, I, I don't think that's bad. Also, what that does give us is a lot more height in defending and also in an attacking point of view. So, I, I think it... I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be very... I wouldn't be shocked. We go Crystal Palace next Friday and that's the same back. That is the back four that plays against Seville and also against Crystal Palace. So I wouldn't be surprised. So, And and I think it makes um, Arteta's job a slightly easier because he hasn't got to leave out one of them two. Like, you know, he can get them both in the team. Now, I turned around and said uh, on an interview the other day, I said, you, you know, you don't. You don't buy a £50 million player and leave him out. And someone said, well, we do with Pepe. The difference between Pepe and Ben White is that Ben White was bought under the Arteta reign. And I think that that's the difference of it. I think if Pepe was bought under the Pepe, uh, under Mikel Arteta, they'd be looking to find him a way of getting him in the team. That as, as um, Because he's not his player, that that is why it's happening. So uh, from that point of view, worries. They're highlighted in this transfer. They've highlighted in this um, tour. And we have a couple of weeks, I think, to sort it out. I don't think it's a, an issue at the moment going into the Crystal Palace if we went in there with Partey and Shaka. Uh, but I agree with you. Behind that, Conga, I, I, I would bring in somebody and get Laconga out on loan to a Premier League club because there is a player there. He's not quite ready yet, like you know. And now, if anything happens to Partey or 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 Xhaka, and God forbid both, because it did happen to the last season, then then we're in trouble. So I do think that we're going to have to strengthen there. The other position that I, that I'm going to be I'm going to be slightly worried about is goalkeeper. I had no issues last season with um, Ramsdale and Leno, and the two. I know that we're going to let Leno go. It's, it's going to happen today, but the the the, the gap between leno and and Turner is big so we've taken a big gamble if nothing happens to Ramsdale next season then i I'm, I'm, I'm being serious because if it was a long-term injury to Ramsdale we're in trouble so we, we are a couple of injuries away from being in in trouble but we have a couple of weeks to to um to make those issues there i would still say this now if there's a fr- um a goalkeeper on a free I don't know, like someone like um, Ben Foster or someone like you know, as a experienced backup, just to give us that little bit of experience. Why Turner's learning his trade? Do you know what I mean? Like, if it's just, it's just I'm worried about that. I'm gonna say I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little bit worried about that. But ultimately, I said it now. You know, we're two or three players. If we could get them done in the transfer window, Dan, I, you know, and I'm not going overboard when I say this. I think we could be having a very, very good season because. Jesus is a game-changer as far as I'm concerned. And uh, Martelli, by the way, um, that's the best I've seen him play for a very, very long while. And I mean that, but, but he 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 was a constant threat. I've seen him play, I think he played against the for 20 minutes, with breathtaking, and then he faded out of the game. But this game, he went a little bit longer. I also don't think you should question the heat and humidity out of there. It was very, very hot. And someone like Martin Ullegar, when you're seeing him live, the work rate he's doing, I know what you're saying about goals and assists, but his work rate in that heat and all that is incredible. Absolutely incredible, his, his fitness levels and his desire. If you're dead right what you say, if you can just add a few goals and assists, then Arsenal are going to have a good season.
0: I think you make some great points. And you certainly share my concerns in relation to the squad depth. And I'm going to bring this comment up because I think it's absolutely spot on. Um, this is from uh, Goran Talis. It says from pre-season, a repeat of last season for me. Superb starting eleven. Who can give anyone a game, but very weak. And average squad players. I think that's spot on for me. I look at the squad and I think it's still weak. I look at the first 11 and think it's good enough. And what we need to do now, Lee, is try to improve on last season in every single position. Now, it's not FIFA, it's not football manager, I hear you say. But actually, when you already need five players and you do nothing in January, that means you're probably going to at least need five players in the summer. Some people will say we've signed five players, but Turner was already there. Saliba was signed three years ago, which means we've actually signed three. Now, Marco Nos, people are saying might not be part of the squad, but he might be. But he's definitely not going to start. Fabio Vieira is another squad player. For me, Jesus and Sinchenko at the moment are the two that we've got that 100%, in my opinion, improve our first eleven. Now, when I look in each position at the moment, Lee, I'm going to go through this very quickly. But there are some positions I think we're stronger, i.e. left back. Definitely stronger now. If Tierney gets an injury, which we expect him to do, um, Zinchenko will come in. If Ramsdale gets an injury, we haven't got Leno no more. We've got Turner, who I think looks shaky, but let's just hope he's shaken off the, the nerves to start with. We're still the same at right-back. If Tommy Asu gets a, a, a long-term injury, um, who, by the way, people will be shocked by this, but Tommy Asu and Kieran Tierney, who played more games last season? Uh, who? Tierney, Kieran Tierney or Tommy Asu? Who played more games last season? I think, yeah, I, thought,
1: uh, I was surprised. So, saying, I think it was about 20, 20 so, wasn't it?
0: Like, yeah. There you go. So a lot of people yeah. be surprised by that. So we have to look at Tommy Asu as an injury concern and ask yourself the question, is Cedric good enough to play 20 games a season, let's say, because you has got four competitions and you've got five subs. I don't think that he is. I don't think he's shocking like some people believe I do. I just think that he's not good enough to have a backup. Uh, to Tommy Asu to play that many games. So that's obviously, we all hope he doesn't have to. But if he does have to, and we're talking worst case scenario, that for me is still weak. When we look at centre back, we've got in Saliba and we've talked about why that might be stronger and I would agree with you. I look in midfield and I still see issues. If Thomas Partey gets injured, we don't have the player to come in for me to play that amount of games that Thomas Partey missed last season. So that definitely a place that we need to look at. For me, left eight has always been an issue with Granite Xhaka. I know everyone disagrees and agrees and then disagrees, but I think we need an upgrade. And Tielemans, for me, just needs to happen, and I can't believe that we've not even put a bid in yet. That, for me, put a in yet. is worrying. For me is... I'm getting an echo here. There we go. Lee's power's gone out. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's happened to him there. But uh, I'll put him on mute while he's sorting stuff out uh but yeah i believe that there are still some positions there that we look at thinking wow we've got some problems um right midfield people are talking about rafinha i've put you on mute lee can you hey, can you can we hear you
1: yeah can you hear me now yeah
0: oh, i can back. hear you mate i don't know what was happening You're obviously getting some yeah. feedback um yeah. So we're, talking, so we're talking about where we still think we're short. And I still think it's clear to see that striker, central midfield, maybe a winger, if people are going to suggest that, and right back, we're still short. And I think pre-season proved that. For me, plan B does not work at the moment. I don't feel I have the confidence to suggest that those players are going to come in and make a huge difference if we get first-team injuries. And that's just facts for me. I don't think that's harsh. I think it's just—I think it's justifiable from what we saw last season. I think El Elneny can come in and play a few games, but a few games is all it will be. I think Eddie Nketiah can come in and play a few games, like eight games with five goals. I think that's all it can be. Cedric might be able to come in and do a couple of good games, but I think that's all it will be. So they're the positions I think we're, we're, we're still weak in, Lee. Um, Still a time to go. My question to you is this. What can you see happening? Outgoing still to be done, incoming still needed. Are we going to be confident going into the close of the transfer window that our squad's good enough to compete with what we believe our expectations should be this season, mate?
1: Yeah, I, I think that, um, that, you know, we're, we're looking at the the doom side of it if we get injuries. We might not get injuries, but, like, you know, you're looking at it as... Um, you know, we've got uh, European football as well. So you've got to um, have two squads to a certain degree, Dan. You know, I, I, I do think that, particularly towards uh, the back end of the season. I think if you look at West Ham last season, they would have probably won the Europa League last season, but they didn't, didn't invest and, and buy any players. And that cost them. Um, now, we all know that, that January Arsenal ain't going to do no business. You know that. So you've got one, one window. When people say, Oh, you need five or six windows, we, we we um as a club um don't really participate in the the January one. You know, it's you know, I, I keep hearing these things, it's difficult. It may well be. But ultimately, so you've got to make your um what's it? You you must flex your muscles in that summer one. I don't think we've done enough at this moment in time. I really don't. I think we can get away the right back with Cedric and maybe even Ben White. I Ben White played well the other night, you know, I've got to say that, but is that a long-term thing? Well, we'll see over the next few games, because I think that's going to happen. But, we, you know, hopefully we'll get Tommy Asu back, and then he perhaps start playing the Europa League games, and then push him for a first-team place. So I think Tierney will, will as well. I think that it wouldn't surprise me that our first Europa League game, Tierney and Tommy Asu are our full-backs down. That's what I think it'd be. Um, so I think that that's quite strong and you're quite right what you're saying like with Chichenko and um, uh, Tierney there. That's, that's good cover. That's good. Uh, either, either I would, you wouldn't bother with which one's playing in that game there. I do think that there is a little bit of a, a dip then, you know, I don't think there's much of a dip from the central defenders. If you look at Saliba and, um, and Ben White, Gabriel, who's going to cover him is going to be a, 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 an interesting one. Um, but there's definitely a, drop there if it's holding and it's definitely a drop there if it's Mari. So then you look in that midfield it, there is a little bit of a worry there. And I also think at the wide areas now, you know what I mean if if um if is gonna go and I can tell you that it doesn't look like he's happy at all if I'll be honest. So uh, um I I do think that um we need to improve out. I think what we've got to do in this next couple of weeks Dan is you know, it isn't, isn't, um, you know, like a championship manager, whatever it is. Like, we, we've got to look at it realistically. I think maybe the maximum we can hope for is two, maybe three, but it's got to be in areas which we really need. And I think that's midfield up front and wide areas. I think that's more important than the fullback. Um, I, I understand what you're saying about the goalkeeper um, situation. I, 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 I I've just a few guys are saying that, and no, actually in America, that, 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 there, there was a few guys saying that um, you know he's a good in the um, um, central defence as well. You know, like he's, he's, he's a decent enough goalkeeper playing for Amer- in America, like you know. So uh, we'll have to wait and see see what happens there. Like you know, I'm just going to go on mute for a second. Someone's at the door.
0: No problem, mate. Um... Yeah, a lot of people in the chat uh, agreeing, disagreeing. A lot of people saying I'm moaning and whinging. Um, I don't really think I'm moaning and whinging. Trust me, you didn't see me last season. Um, I do feel like there's a lot to do, um, but I have the faith that we're going to have an okay side when we get to a stage of the season. Um I just hope it isn't too late like last time and that we don't have the injuries that we did last time because I think, for me, the first eleven is good. The first eleven mm. is good enough to get into the Champions League. I do think that we have some strength in depth in certain positions. I think with Zinchenko and Tierney, I think with Smith-Rowe, with Fabio Vieira coming into the mix, yeah, Markunos still being everyone. there. Um, yeah, Vieira still hasn't kicked the ball, I don't think yet, with his boot on, but I think he's, he's fit now. Um, then, of course, you have the likes of Saliba and Ben White. So there is some strength in depth, 100%. But I do believe there is uh, a couple more positions. At yeah, it's
1: just, just, yeah. just, just one or two, Yeah. Just one or two. I don't really want to be like going to... I really do think that if we could just sign one or two, because that's a great point you just made there about Vieira. I forgot about him. You've got Ullegaard and, and Smith-Rowe that can play there. Smith-Rowe can play on the left-hand side if he when fit. Listen, another thing about Smith-Rowe, you know I'm a big fan of Smith-Rowe. He hasn't kicked a ball hardly in this in, in, in this <laughs> pre-season. I, I said at the beginning of the season he needed to have a big pre-season to push his way into this team, but he's just hardly played because he's just getting like um um getting um injured all the time. And I do think that we got like two two more, we're two players away from challenging Liverpool and Man City. Listen, when I say challenging, we're not gonna we're not gonna challenge him. Long term But we can be in the race You know what I mean Like for, for a while You know what I mean uh, Be up there um, The squad's not good enough and, and the team's probably Not good enough For Liverpool and Man City We know that like you know. But let's this, this, this just have A little look about Those two teams When people think That I'm mad And everything like that When I say it Like You know Liverpool have Got rid of Mane And brought in Nunes No one knows How that's going to go Dan You know what I mean It could be a masterstroke It could be It might not work The same with um, I can't believe his name there, like, you know, like the one at Manchester City, like, you know, Haaland. You know what I mean? I, I, I think it's going to be a, a great sign. He's a great player. But towards the end of the season with Dortmund, picks up a few little nigglery injuries, Dan. You know what I mean? So you don't know, you know, Premier League and all that, like, you, you just don't know. So what we've got to be is prepared for if one of them two or, or both of them just have a little bit of a fight. I still think it's a marathon rather than a sprint and they will. Will get better as the season goes on, but we've got a chance to be pushing with them as that, as other other couple of teams as them down the road have as well. Let's not forget about that. So, um, but we need to be in that race, um, you know. And I just think with a couple of more players, we could really be in with a really good chance. I, and I, 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 it's a lot of pressure on Jesus, but I do think that if he, if he goes the way I've seen him going, you know, he's going to be really good. And our defence, I think, will improve next season, Dan, with Saliba in it. I really do.
0: Yeah, I do. Um, We'll come on to Edu's interview in a minute, but we're going very, very quickly into what I can't believe we are, but we are um, Crystal Palace. Um, I'm going to tell you what I think the team will be. Let me know if you disagree. Um, It's clear to me that Ramsdale will be in goal. I think the back four will be uh, Ben White at right back. I think Zinchenko will be left back. And yep. I think it will be William Saliba and Gabriel. I think the three in midfield will be Thomas Partey, Granit Xhaka and Erdegaard. And then I think it will be Saka, Martinelli and Jesus. What's your thoughts?
1: Exactly that. The same scene that started against Chelsea last week. And I think that will be it. There. I, do, I really do think that will be there. I, I, um, I, I think that Tierney um, and um, Tommy Asu just don't have enough minutes then. Nor, nor has, um uh, a Smith Rowe, but you, if if they can get some sort of minutes now in the next week or so, um, having them on the bench makes our bench stronger. You know, what I mean, like you know, so uh, Eddie, I, 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 what you said earlier on, I like what I, I've been very very impressed with Eddie in that. You know, um, same same amount of goals as uh, Jesus in on this tour, four each. You know, so um, yeah, I'm, I've been been impressed with him. I like. What you said earlier on, you know, he sh- he sh- looks a lot stronger. So some of the turns that he was doing, I haven't seen him been doing that in the l- in the last few, few uh, months of the season. So, I think with the run of games towards the end of last season and, and and now, you know, and also I think, which is a good thing there, is competition between them two now. G- generating competition, which we, we haven't really had, then. You know I mean? If you really look at it last season, what competition did Lacazette have what competition then when Mark, uh, when when Eddie got into this So, there wasn't now there's competition up there like you know mm. score goals and all that the good thing is I think both can play out wide so there can be you know things ain't going well we can get them all all on the pitch there so I, I do think that's a little bit better there like you know so listen I, I'm not going to get carried away because I still haven't forgot the two performances of last season at Tottenham and, and Newcastle but I will say this, we do look a little bit more dynamic, a little bit more ruthless up front? I think that's a word which you've not really related with a lot of Arsenal players over the, no. over the last few seasons. It did look like that. I know. I know it's only a friendly, but they were ruthless against Chelsea. You know what I mean? Like four nil. It could have been five or six. Then you know what I mean. I don't think yeah. that should be underestimated and brushed aside because it's a a, a friendly. And I'm I'm pretty sure that I'm I'm. I don't know about you, and if, if Arsenal are going to lose games, I like, I'm glad they've lost today because if they're all watching that, they must be thinking, "Well, we need we need to strengthen it a little bit." Like you know, it's a telltale signs, you know, and and that's why until those last couple of picks are not uh, are not done, I'm not going to be happy with this transfer window. Uh, you know what I mean? Pleased, but not happy because we we had the opportunity to sort these areas out in January, we chose not to. So when we come to this summer one we cannot choose to again not to do it and that's, that that's my big issue.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um we do need to sort this out and I believe that they will because they have to. Um there's no more excuses now with these, with these with this regime. No, I agree uh, in my opinion. You know I can't have this oh he needs more windows, oh it's not his team yet. Oh let's give him another uh, 250 million and try and sort things out. I need to see some form of progress and for me I'm not expecting anything less uh accepting anything less sorry uh, than a Europa League win and a race for between third no, and fourth. I've I'm seen sorry, that's of... what I'm going for.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I've seen a lot of things on Twitter where people are they're saying, oh, they want to do it. I don't know why they want to say, oh, sorry, I do that. I'll take her out at this moment. So I'm still like, you know, I don't really get that at this moment in time. You know, he's been given a new contract. That's the way you're going to have to go. so you got to support and whatever. But ultimately on the other end, I can't see when people who are still unsure about it, who being called all sorts of the names under the world for, for having that opinion. I, you know, my, when people are calling these players names and everything, was they not? Was they not at uh, um, Tottenham Hotspur? Was they not at Newcastle? These fans, so um, you know, uh, very very short memories at times, like, You know, what I mean, uh, yeah. so yeah. so yeah, you know, uh, um, so when you're calling people names and calling them all that because they've got an opinion, you know, there, there, there is justification for people still not being totally convinced of Arteta uh, but on the other hand you know which which I do agree with is a lot of people turn around and say right he hasn't had his players wait until he gets his players well he's got his players now he's got his players whatever happens on the fir- on next week at, 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 at Crystal Palace if he goes in, they're his players they're all his players now, Like you know what I mean so there's no that I don't want that that excuse no more that, that excuse is gone now it's a clean sheet Blank sheet now We start off at Crystal Palace And let's see how we go But So from both sides For me I'm I'm, 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 I'm going to see how it goes this season Getting behind the manager Getting behind the team And Just see how it goes But If we go to p- teams like um, Tottenham Light And, and Fold and, and fans walking out at half-time And there was a lot of fans That went at half-time Or just after half-time And then the, what happened at Newcastle Then you've got to start looking at you know, hold on a minute. This ain't this ain't the, the, the team. So it's a big, big few, big, big season for this football club. Really big, big season. And I expect I, I'm expecting big things from Arteta this season. I'm going to say this now. I, I expect him to deliver. And if he doesn't deliver, then um, I want to know why.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and I think. It won't be a shock for you to know that. Um, I want to get your opinion on this, Lee, just before we do move on to the Edu and Arteta stuff to close. Um, thanks for the super chat, Dale. He says, if Jesus gets injured, who have we got? I think we know the answer is Eddie, but I think yeah. what he's meaning is, is that good enough, Lee? Uh,
1: no, it's not good enough. But um, you know, how can I say it? like You know what I mean? Every, this, this has been here at Spurs for five years. What happens if Kane gets injured? You know what I mean? Look at the positives. He don't get injured. So, that's what I'm looking at with Jesus. You know what I mean? That he doesn't get injured. That, that's, how, that's how you go into it. Like, you know? um, but, you know, I, I think I'm going to say it now. Put my neck on the block here. I think people are going to be a little bit surprised by uh, Eddie this season. I, 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 I've I been watching him in pre-season. I've been more than impressed. In fact, I'm going to hold my hands up. I, I didn't think he was going to be good enough. But I'm. Ch- he's done enough in the last sort of 10 games at the end of last season, 10 games, five goals. That ain't a bad return, Dan. Four goals in, in the appearances in, uh, in in friendlies. Forget they're friendlies, but you've still got to take your chances and whatever like, you know what I mean? So, I, I'm going to back him at this moment in time. Whether it be enough, well, we'll wait and see. But, um, I'm, I'm going to say this now, we're and Arteta are putting a lot of faith in Eddie and the fans are, let's hope he delivers. And I, I've got a feeling he will.
0: Well, for me, I'm going to be realistic because a lot of people are really unrealistic with these uh, amount of goals that everyone's going to get. Erdegaard's going to get 25 GAs. <laughs> um, but Jesus is going to get 35 goals. I don't think anyone's done that. I think it happened once, I think. Um, Jesus is going to get 35 Premier League goals. Eddie and Kety is going to get 20. Um, it's mad. Mm. I'm like, hang on a minute. Let's just calm down a little bit. Um, if Gabriel Jesus uh, can target 15 to 20 Premier League goals... Exactly. I happy. think that would be a very, very good start. If Eddie can try and get double figures, if he's a backup striker, that is, I think that would be very, very good. And I think that if Erdegaard, as people are mentioning him, can try to look at getting as close to double figures in terms of goals and as close to double figures in terms of assists, I think you've done very, very well now that he's got some players in front of him that no one can say are rubbish. When you look at Sacra, Smith, Rowe, and Martinelli, I think they need to try and be hitting double figures as well. Because let's be honest, if we're going to actually look at that, Lee, and say these players in our front line are all getting close to double figures, we are going to be well up there, mate. We are, 100%. Especially if Jesus can prove that he's got 15 to 20 Premier League goals in him, which I think, let's be honest, a lot of people are suggesting that he will have. Then there's no reason why Arsenal shouldn't be having a very, very good season, mate. So let's see what happens there. Um, I just want to quickly, Lee, go on to this one from Cyrus, who says, quick question, if both Leno and Ramsdale want first-team football, why don't they just rotate them across all competitions, Lee Judges?
1: Well, I think they have done that in the past um, and they could have done that uh, this season where like, obviously they couldn't last season because we didn't have the Europa League. So you could actually say, look, you know, Leno, you're playing in Europa League and you're playing in the FA Cup and League Cup and just leave um, um, Ramsdale to do the league. But I I, th- I I, think that, you know, that they want the consist- consistency of knowing that you're one and knowing you're two. Um, uh, you know, it, it's it's funny, isn't it, really, that you, you that's the only sort of position that sort of does that in that whole league. You know, if you, you know, right, oh, right, you're going to definitely be a bat. I don't think, say, for instance, um, Saliba and Ben White are going to go, oh, well, I'm going to be the backup and you're not. They're fighting it out, like, you know, but it doesn't seem to be like that with the goalkeeper. So, uh, good question and all that. Like, and we do need a few more super chats in. You know why, Dan? McDonald's has gone up. Can you believe that? They're cheaper. Oh, no. It's unreal, up. isn't it? From from 99p to 119 there, I 19, think. 119. 119. It's crazy, 9. isn't it? I fancy a big you know,
0: mac. I haven't it. had one for yeah, a
1: while. Yeah, I, so. I haven't had one for a little while. But apparently it's 12 years since it's gone up.
0: That surprises me. It's
1: kept it at 9, 9, 99p for 12 years. That surprises I yeah,
0: yeah, yeah you know, it I is, know. man. It is you're making me hungry now, mate. Yeah, sorry, yeah. About, that. sorry about that. No, sorry. You're, you're fine, mate. You know I'm what? Fine. I was
1: in, in in America, like, I didn't have a McDonald's once.
0: Did you not? Was it a Wendy's? Nah.
1: There was a Wendy's here, but I didn't, didn't go to that, number. You know what I mean? So, uh, let me down, the, mate. Let the, me the, down. The, argument, the argument was we've got all them over here, let's do the, the, the American thing, like, you know. So, we went to like uh, a chicken place which is american chicken and barbecue place but yeah i always think that usa mcdonald's is different though but there you go so i think
0: i think all of them are mate, different abroad a lot of people say it's not but it is for me 100% yeah. 100% it is, yeah. Um, right, enough about food. Otherwise, we're going to make everyone hungry. Uh, there's almost <laughs> a thousand almost a thousand. of you watching live. You lot are mad. Um, please smash the like button if you haven't done so already. Um, that would be amazing uh, for us. And if you could go and follow my new channel as well, that would be amazing. Uh, I would love a subscribe. Uh, I've just hit over 3K, so if you could come and help that grow, that would be amazing. Um, Lee let's talk a little bit um I just wanted to bring up a comment but it's gone somewhere actually it was a really good point about how Kane and Son for Tottenham um have got obviously Tottenham have got good good strikers in Kane and Son and they've now still gone and bought Richarlison as well as Kulusevski. and that's what Conte is doing is he's buying back up so for me Kane, son and Richarlison and Kulusevski, that's very very strongly isn't
1: it's, it It's very very strong but the reason that the you know there's a big, I think there's a big um, gap between Champions League group stages and Europa League group stages. them have got to have a, a big squad. And listen, if you're left out of a Champions League game to play in the league game or you're left out to the league game to play in Champions it's a little bit easier to swallow than being left out of a Premier League game for the League Cup or or a Europa League. You know what I mean? So I, I, I I get what you're saying and all that, but you know, let's focus on what we're doing not other teams at this moment in time. Good
0: point. Um, 100%. Listen, let's move on to Edu um, and Mikel Arteta. Um, I want to talk about Edu, Lee, because it seems as if he's learnt from a year on where he was asked the question, what's your target? And he said, well, oh, we ain't really got one. Just We'll see what the new team's like. Now... It was very, very different, wasn't it? Um, And it was good to hear, in my opinion. Now, some will say it's absolute nonsense. He's just saying what everyone thinks he wants him to hear. But um, having met him now, um, Lee, I think you know that... I assume you can tell us. But I think you know that he does want Arsenal to go to the top and that he does want us to get back to winning trophies. And that's good. When he says our target is to win, I like that. That's what I want to be hearing. I don't want to be hearing we're going to try and get into the top four or we're going to go and try and do something um you know in the europa league as best we can or whatever it is i want to hear we want to win so when you hear stuff like that and you've met him now lee uh, yeah. what do you make that of... sorry can i just bring one comment in there can i just bring one comment in i never yeah, understand I never un- never understand this I never understand this please explain what this means Dan, just go and support Spurs. i want to win why would i go to support spurs who don't win anything it makes absolutely no sense to me. This comment. I get this a lot. If you don't believe in this project, then just go and support Spurs. What the hell does that even mean? I have no idea what that means. Sorry no, I to bring that up, Lee.
1: You know, and it's it's, it's uh, you know once you <laughs> once you're an Arsenal fan or you're a Tottenham fan or you're a Leicester fan or whatever, that's it. You're done. You know, what I mean, you ain't gonna change. You know, what I mean, like at the end of it, like you know, all, all I know is, and, and 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 I'll say that like. That I, Listen, I've been with Dan to games and things like that. Yeah, you just want Arsenal to win. And, and you know, you're not happy with, with that. And what's so wrong in that? And I, 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 I don't understand that. Like, you know, we all want to win. I get that. And we've all got our different ways of supporting the team. And not everybody's the same. Look, you know, God bless her with Maria. Look how she supported the Arsenal. She, you know what I mean? Like, I'd love to be able to support the Arsenal like her, if I'll be honest. Love to be all positive and all the time, but I'm afraid that I'm, I'm not like that. Um, I'm, I'm sometimes half four and half, sometimes half empty. And, um, yeah, so I, I don't know why they are going there. Like, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, and no, no one's worried about Spurs. I'm no, I, I, am I, uh, or, or, or you are worried about Spurs. That's up to you. Like, you know, I'm not worried about Spurs at the moment. I'm worried about Arsenal. Um, and, and what, what, what we're doing and, and that, that's it. Lionel. Because when your rivals are doing better than you, you know, that's going to hurt. And um, yeah, so I don't know why I would you want to say that. Lionel.
0: Yeah, very bizarre. I don't get it. I do get it a lot, though. I get that. I don't understand. I can understand if they say go and support Man City because they win everything. But um, it's very bizarre. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Mate, um, let's come back to that. Because I know when you look at it, Lee, um, you've spoke to Eddie now and... Uh, I felt that you could get something from him in relation to um, where we're going. So um, what do you make of Edu's comments in that interview, mate?
1: Listen, I think I'm going to say first and foremost, that Edu's very, 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 very clever man. You know what I mean? I, I think that he's, he's not just engaged with myself, but other fans as well, you know what I mean, on the quiet and whatever. And he's tried to gauge what what what's the right things to say and what's not to say and, and everything mm. like that. Um, and what he's come out with. Listen, he came out last season and said what he said, and whether you think that's right or very wrong, he was taking the pressure off of the manager because probably he felt that fifth or sixth was where he was going to go. But I think with the signings that we've got now, he believes that we should be pushing for it now. Like, you know, we've got a world-class striker at long last, potentially world-class striker, and I, I think he will turn into a world-class striker. I will say this, if if he says to me, you know, I'll talk to Edo again, I will say, you know, when are Arsenal going to sign a world class player? You know, what I mean, his argument might be well, we don't never really do sell so by world class players, and it's never been the, all the way through the Arsenal thing. So I get that. We create them and make them. So there is, there is for that. Like, But this time around, I think there's been, he's been very, very shrewd in what he's saying. There is pressure, not pressure, but he's saying that, you know, we we expect that. I think the greatest thing that he said to me um, was that, um, you know, top four is not is not the aim. Well, you know, the aim is for Arsenal Football Clubs to be challenging and winning titles and winning trophies. That's what he said. You know, what I mean, like, and that is what the owners want as well. Now, when when somebody like that says it to you, you know, what I mean, like, that gives you uh, optimism. Um, now, he, I haven't divulged that something that he's not said to other people because he's now come out and said that on in the interview. That's what what's expected or or, or hoped. And do you know what? As a fan, I, th- I think he's actually said what, what what we all think. We don't think that we're going to win the league, but we want to. We want to be challenging for it. I've never said that we should be looking to win the league, and I'll say this now. Even when we was under Arsenal but I wanted to be challenging for it. When was the last time we challenged for a league? When you know what I mean? Like you know, the Arsenal Football Club. We're not saying that we want to win it, but we want to challenge for it. And I think that that's something that he's took on board, and, and they're saying like you know that we want to we want to be looking to, to 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 challenge challenge for it. And I think at the end of the day, do you know? And I I, I, I I will say this: if so, Arsenal fans have been very very patient over the years, Dan. I don't care what anybody says, people saying oh, Arsenal whinge and whatever like this and this and that. Arsenal fans have um, been patient for a long long time. And now comes a time when we need to just get a little bit back, get a little bit back. And you know, that, that's listen. I want to go into a season, and you know, when people can laugh at me and maybe whatever. Like when you feel optimistic going into the season, thinking that we, oh, do you know what? We might challenge to the league. Whoa, if, if we might, we might win a trophy. I never, I never felt that going into last season. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, and so, so what? I, I I want from my manager and my my uh, CEO and, and and my owner is hope. Optimism. I'm not saying that I want guarantees. I, and they're the things that I want, and I think that that's what 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 Edu has come out and said. You know, uh, and I, I have to say I I I I'm gonna I believe in what he says. I do believe in what he says because, you know, first and foremost, he's he's a uh, an Arsenal player, or an ex-player, and I think he's got the the club at heart. When people turn around and say oh, he's getting Matt paid for it and all that, well, of course he's getting paid for it. But like at the end of the day, he still wants the best for Arsenal. And at the end of it, then you know, if things don't work out, he ain't, He's not got a, his job's on the line, you know. So he wants to be successful. Same as Arteta, it comes a time when um, you've you've got to be um, accountable. And I think that this comes with this season, and I think that's what we need.
0: I think it's well put. Um, I think everyone's talking nonsense if they actually believe that Arteta and Edu want Arsenal to fail. I don't really get any of that. Yeah, I and say, Arsenal, uh, you know, for fans, everybody's supporting the club, everyone's surrounded by the club, wants Arsenal to be back at the top. And I feel like you, Lee, that we have been patient 18 years without a title. And let's be honest, we haven't really ever felt like we were going to win one. Got to a Champions League final and believed that we should have probably got over the line in that if it weren't for circumstances. But other than that, we've not got close to another one since. And I think when you look at it now, trying to qualify for the Champions League, I think it's taken way too long. So, yes, we were close last season. This season, there's no excuses. And we have to try and do all that we can now to win that Europa League and to try and secure it through the league. And I'd like to see us go deep stages of the of the cup competitions, mate, because I yes. love those trophies. And yeah, yes. no, I really do. I, I don't mind losing a, a game of football, and people think uh, I lose my head when we lose a game of football. If we lose a game of football, we deserve to lose a game of football. That happens. That's the game. But when we're losing to Nottingham Forest in the third round, playing a team that's depleted, I'm not going to be happy. If that happens again, I won't be happy. If we're going in the Carabao Cup and we're losing to Rotherham, I ain't going to be happy. If we get into Man City or a Liverpool, or even if we get Chelsea or Man United, all those teams on their day can beat us and we can't be losing our heads if we go out to teams like that but at the end of the day if we're going to be losing in the europa league to teams that are below us in quality i'll be annoyed if we're going to be finishing outside of the top four and the teams ahead of us are in my opinion not better than us i'm going to be annoyed so i think it's just the way you look at it differently lee some people are really patient some people are happy to wait another 10 years before they win a title i'm not i want to be winning every single opportunity mate and i think personally we're nowhere near that at the moment, so that's why people say be positive, smile, be happy. I will when I believe we're going to go into the into the season. Yeah, exactly, tributes.
1: exactly right. You know, I mean, someone just put in the chat there, which is a great, great point. If we got third and won Europa League, that's an that's an excellent season, brilliant season, brilliant season. I'll take that. I'll, I'll bite your hand off for that. That's a fantastic season. Fourth and um uh and Europa League. Is is, a, is an excellent season as well, fourth or third without the Europa League is a good season. Nothing, nothing. I don't think you go go overboard about coming third or fourth. You know what I mean, like. But you know, and that's the difference. It's fine lines, but you know, I, I would take third or fourth. Um, you know, I, I think if you come third, you're the best of the rest. Then you know what I mean. That's as simple as 100%, that. Hundred
0: percent,
1: mate. So, hundred uh, percent. So I'd hundred percent take that. Um, and I would say that's a that's a bloody good season. Well done to all concerned. Put that little icing on the cake with a with a trophy, you know what I mean? Like the Europa League or even the FA Cup. That that would be fantastic. You know, third and, and either of those cups would be fantastic. Like right? you know, listen, come fifth and we win the win Europa League. That's a good season. I wouldn't say it's an excellent season because you you come fifth and all that like. But then without that, if you're coming fifth on six without the Europa League. Then it's not 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 as good. So it's fine lines, Dan. It's fine lines. Yeah, if see see. Something and losing something like you know. So um, we 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 go there. But uh, actually, Obi One. Uh, I mean, brought out that comment, and it's a very very good comment because it's it's something that I think we've got to aim for. I I I, I, I say I think third third would be a, a very very good position. Like, do I think we get there? I think that maybe like it's out of us and Spurs would be challenging for that at this moment in time, but we'll have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, we really will. Um, And uh, I I do believe that there is a good chance if we get the signings right, that we could try and uh, try and do it. Um, Let's read out this last Super Chat of the night um, and then we'll wrap up. Cyrus, again, thanks so much, mate, for your kind uh, donation and thanks for listening yet again. So here's a small prize for you, Lee. I think Jamie Vardy would be a perfect as a second striker. He'll bring a willing mentality, leadership, and experience what do you make of that one lee
1: well yeah that'd be something you know that um that you go in there and 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 do i think that uh you know his time's coming to coming to the end now um i i, I would prefer someone that, that can be like a target man sort of first striker if i'll be honest someone that we can get in crosses and, and i still don't think that that's something that we um we do well on but listen um uh, you know, I I I wouldn't be against that. Would you be against that, or would you think you know that you know as a backup,
0: he certainly is not. Listen, a- yes, I think he's better backup than Eddie Encetia, but he's not the player I would say he was on my lips to go and sign. But having said that, if it was an option, I'd definitely take it over Eddie, hundred percent.
1: Because yeah, he's proven any he, in the Premier proven, League yeah, to score yeah. goals. Um,
0: yeah, so that that for me, that for me is fair enough. Um, last one, Lee. Um, I'm going to ask you, and then I'm going to have a go. Predictions for how many signings we're going to get, mate, until that window slams shut. How many think? How many more do you think are coming in? Well, I, I you know, I, I,
1: I think we need more. We need probably three, but I think we will get two.
0: Oh, look at that. We're going to agree. I think we're going to get two as well. I think we're going to get a midfielder and I think we're going to get a winger. Um, unfortunately, I still feel that will leave us short. I think we'll be... It depends what midfielder we go for. Um, I'd like to just get another defence midfielder, but I feel like we won't. I'd like to just get a right-back. Can't see that happening. Like to get, get a striker. Can't see that happening. I can see us getting a midfielder and a winger, though. And I think you're right. I think the two that will come in will be those positions filled. Um, Lee, been a pleasure, man. Great to All have right, you back. I've missed you. I know, it's unbelievable, isn't it? It really is, mate. But uh, it's great to have you back, mate. It's been weird without you. Um, But uh, we will start to provide sort of pretty much daily or every other day content now leading up to this season, because there's yeah. a lot to be happening. And um, we're going to try and get on as much as we can for you guys. Well over a thousand of you still watching. Unbelievable, man. If you could do two things for me, that would be amazing. Like both my channel and Lee's channel. Smash a like on this, sub, and then head over to Football's 12th Man Podcast and do exactly the same thing if you can. That would be amazing. Until then, my thanks to you, Self. Lee, thank you very much, mate. Cheers, sure, thank you, boy. Always, you're going going Saturday. you you Saturday's game, or no? I'm not. I've got a family barbecue at mine, so I'm I i will not be there. Yeah, I did say that. Yeah, that's right. So that's why I I, I didn't get the invite. Yeah, that's right. I remember now. (laughs) I did (laughs) actually invite you, actually, as it goes. Uh, But yeah, (laughs) I do remember now. I remember you do remember now. Uh, listen, guys, thank you all so much for still being with us. Smash a like on your way out. We'll see you next time. Take care and up the Arsenal.